from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, happy Valentine's Day to those of you that celebrate such things. And if you don't, well, then I guess Bob Humbug to you. I'm not exactly sure uh, why anybody wouldn't want to wish people well on a day like Valentine's Day. But I do hope that there's someone special in your life and that you celebrate a special bond with them today. Um, I've got a lot to uh, get to. We're going to talk with Dr. Mark Siegel today. Everything from political correctness to robots taking over our health is on the slate. It's it's um, it's some of it's very scary to me. Uh, I'm glad he's here. (laughs) He can be my um, he can be my calm in the storm. You know, I've said forever that uh, the robots are going to take over. Um, But I I, want to tie health and wellness into something that happened yesterday. There was a poll that came out yesterday that had to do with the presidential documents cases against Biden and Trump. And as you know, uh, Trump is on trial for his handling of classified documents. As you know, the special counsel just returned a final report on President Biden's handling of special classified documents. And they, even though the circumstances were identical and in some cases more egregious, With the current president, um, the special counsel basically said in his report, this man's too feeble to be able to be held accountable for his actions. Now, that raises a whole bunch of questions that people have about uh, the the nuclear arsenal and should he be keeping his (laughs) finger on the on the nuclear button and all the rest of that. I'm not going to get into that tonight because that's not that's not the purpose of what I want to examine here. I want to talk about. Pizza, pizza box battle. Pizza box battle is a very serious topic because today at my kids' school, they do this once a year where they have the parents come and you take the PE class with the student. Have you done this? Have you done, have you done physical education day with your, with your kid? Well, in, in my house, it just so happened that the day for the third grader and the fifth grader fell on the same day. And they fell in back-to-back time slots. So it was, you could not (laughs) take a breather. And it's funny because you see all these parents that, you know, obviously uh, none of us are as in uh, bendy shape as we were when we were third graders and fifth graders. Um, Thankfully, the bride and I still do yoga and we still uh, have some degree of flexibility. And so some of the stuff wasn't all that hard. Uh, but some of it um, was not comfortable. And then they have you play these games. And in both classes today, we played pizza box battle, where you have the equivalent of something like a pizza box. And in one of the classes, they had actual empty pizza boxes that the uh, gym teacher had been able to secure. And then you have one of those noodles in the other hand. And you and you the goal is to whack the box off the hands of the people that with your noodle and you're not allowed to hold on to the box the box has to be kind of held like a waiter a maitre d bringing something to the table uh with the uh the the box either flat on your hand or on the palm or up on the fingertips but you can't you can't hold it in any fashion you can't uh, place your arm around the edge of it anything like that that's straight out not allowed end of it you just can't do that so we're we we got through the round with my fifth grader and there was a sudden death and it was down to they well the first several rounds they didn't play with elimination it was just if you got knocked out then you could rotate back in it was just all for fun and fun for all you know that kind of thing and then they had um a sudden death round where they were like you got eliminated you were out 
And there's no parent that wants to get knocked out on PE day with your kid. Your kid is in the class. They want to see they want to see their parent go to the end. And I I ended up going all the way to the end. I think I tied with the final kid. There was some disagreement. Uh, some people said I won. I don't think I won. I think both of our boxes fell out at the same time. But I was the last parent standing and the and the kid that was standing was one of the athletes in the class. He did a really good job. But aside from that, um, we go to the second class, this now for my third grader, and there's a kid in the class that has become legendary in our household because my my daughter has said to her brothers and to me, her father and so forth, that uh, she has been sometimes bullied by this by this boy. And he was in the PE class today. And so she pulls me aside and she says, Dad, I want you to I want you to go knock his pizza box off his hand as many times as you can. And what am I going to say as a dad? This this kid's picked on her, made her cry. Uh, I I think it might be because he's kind of sweet on her. I can't tell if it's a mean jealousy or if it's a or what it is. I can't I can't really tell. But long story short. Uh, when the whistle blew, Dad was knocking pizza box off of little Wyatt's hand every chance he had. I think I knocked him out six times in the game. And that just brought a lot of happiness to my daughter's face. And that, for me, was worth it. Because she's been treated unfairly by this person for most of the school year. And when they're when someone endures injustice for any length of time, I think there is a healthy thing that happens. Um, I think there's a healthy thing that happens when justice does finally occur. And whether it's in the situation in Israel right now, whether it's bringing migrants to justice that beat up P, you know the NYPD in Times Square whether it's you know knocking Wyatt's pizza box off his hand a couple of times just because he's been mean to my daughter there is something in us that wants to see justice prevail and it's interesting that in this poll that was taken yesterday the American people say uh, and it's more than 50% of the American people that say this, and it's more than 30% of Democrats that say this, that say that Joe Biden's being treated differently in his documents cases than President Trump is. 30% of Democrats are saying that Joe Biden is receiving favorable treatment, unfair. And people are going to be looking for all kinds of explanations about what this next election means and why things happen the way they happen and so forth and so on. I don't think it's that big of a mystery. People want justice. They want fairness. It's healthy for a society to like fairness. And whether it's having two standards of a law applied to two different people based on how friendly they are to the current government or not, whether it's, um, whether it's my third grade daughter being picked on by a bully, whether it's, you know, someone uh, excelling in sports uh, on, a, on a cheat or a fake call or something like that. It's, there's something inside of us that rubs wrong when that happens. And that's healthy. It should rub us wrong for there to be a double standard. It should rub us wrong for to say um, what happened to one didn't happen to the other under the same circumstances. And I was reminded of that this morning when my daughter came to, up to me afterwards and she goes, Dad, thank you. And she put her arms around me and gave me a big hug. <laughs> I didn't need anything else the rest of the day. That was it. All right. Uh, Dr. Mark Siegel's here. Uh, and before we're done, would you abandon a friend to go to a concert of your favorite artist? That actually happened. We'll tell you the story. It's all coming up on Wellness Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code Joe P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code Joe P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us and always glad to talk with Mike Connors about the important questions that you have. And Mike, this week's question comes from Frank from Bayside. It's a very simple one. He says, my father died last year. Who has to pay his taxes? Mike Connors. Well, it's kind of a priority thing. The first person or that would be required to pay the taxes would be the personal representative of the estate, whether it's an executor or administrator. If there's no estate, then it would fall to the person who received those assets on when the taxes were to be paid. In a lot of cases, we find out that toward the end of a person's life, they don't really owe any real income taxes or whatever because, you know, by the time they're gone, their income really is not that great, and sometimes you have medical bills or whatever. It's really not a problem in everyday matters, but again, it goes priority. First is the person representing of the estate, then the person who received those assets on which the taxes were. Gotcha. Heard. Well, Frank, I hope that helps. And friends, if you have similar questions about anything related to end of life, uh, estate uh, law, elder care, all that stuff, uh, Connors and Sullivan, they are the number one primo go-to resource for the entire tri-state area on all things related to this. And that's why I want you to call 718-238-6500 and get your personal appointment, 718-238-6500, five convenient locations to do that. And they also will connect with you uh, virtually if you need that as well, 718-238-6500. Or send your questions to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Now, he'll answer more with me every week right here. But he'll also answer them on his show uh, Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570 at 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. And Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. That uh, email address again is askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Charlie Kirk sees strategic maneuvers on the border bill. Uh, McConnell is now, he heard and saw the backlash, or at least his staff did. It was so overwhelming. And it wasn't just us, you know, on television, op-eds, you know, even center-right voices. So don't be surprised if Senate Republicans volley back a much more aggressive border bill that will just die and say that it was the Democrats' fault. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. Our hosts, tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The Answer. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, It is Wellness Wednesday. That means we talk about those things that help make our lives more well, more healthy. Uh, We want to be pursuing uh, a good, balanced life, have a lot of peace, get a lot of sleep, breathe a lot of fresh air, drink a lot of water, live longer. It's not a a tough thing. formula if we can just master some of these simple things like i was saying in the monologue the the idea of being kind one to another and kind of 
um, blowing our minds when we say uh, that, you know, we're, we're in this divisive era and everything's going to be divisive this year because there has there's an election. So everything's going to have to be divisive. Does it have to be? I don't I think that Dean Phillips story is kind of instructive, but I want to ask my first guest about that tonight. Dr. Mark Siegel is uh, part of the Fox News Medical All-Star team, and he is a regular voice here at Wellness Wednesday. Um, Doc, it's good to, to have you back. Happy New Year to you. So thankful to be able to touch base with you. I don't know if you saw the story about Dean Phillips, uh, the Minnesota congressman running for the Democratic nomination. He came in second to Biden last night in New Hampshire, but he was telling his story to some of the media outlets, and he was saying you know, as an exercise of just trying to be open-minded, he went over to a Trump rally when when he found out there was one nearby. He attended part of the part of the rally. He he talked with I think it was fifty or sixty voters, somewhat in depth, and he came away, Doctor Siegel, saying his mind had been open because what the media wants to do, he says, is angertainment. I I, th- I thought that was an interesting way of putting it, angertainment. Uh, and that they and that they're kind of incentivized to keep us on edge and kind of at fisticuffs with each other all the time. And he came away going, this is a different side of the country that we don't get to see. Nobody talks about this side of the country. He, a hardened Democrat with a bunch of Trump supporters, and they had a really nice evening together. What's, what's your take on this? I think you're only going to agree with uh, about 70 percent of what I have to say on this. But here goes. I I think that Congress should stop saying different things on, on the microphone than what they say behind the scenes where they actually get along pretty well. That'd be number one, because they're actually amplifying the divisiveness because a lot of, and I would say the same thing about the media, except for one thing, being in the media, I can tell you that the media is driven by ratings and also by providing a perspective. You know, the days of straight news are probably gone, but a viewer can understand that. It's not that it's not that there's fake news, or that there's tainted news. It's that there's perspective news. And, that, and that's how you have to see it. The third thing, so you're going to agree with me so far. The third thing is, of course, to project kindness and acceptance. And I'll give you a very powerful example of that, Kevin. In the middle of the pandemic, I did an interview with Heidi Larson from the UK, and she's the lead of the vaccine confidence project for the WHO. And I've been a big critic of the WHO. And so I, I like, I like to do comfortable interviews like you do. So I went in there and I said to her, I bet you think there's a lot of misinformation going on in regarding COVID. She replied, I don't believe in the word misinformation. And I was really taken aback. I said, what do you mean, Heidi? She said, because patients come in and they're vulnerable and they're fearful and they don't know what the right answer is necessarily. And they don't want to be labeled anything. They want you to, to address their concerns. And I think that that was very powerful and profound that I've been quoting that for years. So uh, you, you gotta, you gotta treat people with respect and you've gotta hear their concerns and what's making them worried. And then you have to reply with kindness and compassion and not divisiveness and, and, you know, like, you know, but here's the final piece of this that you may not agree with. I think we've gotten far afield from accepting experts. And everybody wants to have an opinion. Now, that worked in the United States for many, for hundreds of years, but it's getting ridiculous now to the point where everybody wants an opinion on everything. I mean, people labeling others as mis- and disinformation may not be experts themselves. How come somebody became a vaccine expert overnight? Or, conversely, how did somebody become an anti-vaccine expert? I have to tell you, luckily for me and my audience, I've been studying vaccines for 15 years. <laughs> right. It didn't just happen with COVID. Well, and that's why we appreciate your voice. But I, I've always, Doc, I got to tell you, one of the things I've always appreciated about you is that no matter what question I ask you, I know you're going to tell me honestly what you think. And you'll even pepper it by what like what you just did and say, I think there's a piece of this you may disagree with. But here's what I think anyway. I think that kind of simple strategy of saying of kind of softening the blow and saying hey there may be things we disagree upon but if you're really asking me this is what i believe and i'm willing to you know engage you in this conversation i just had an experience with one of my own children and in our own school district just this week where he came home in tears because he believed something and he believes it 
emotionally and strongly and the kids that were sitting in the row in front of him in band class disagreed with him and you know put him down for his beliefs and said that there was not a that you know that he's he's not a good person because uh you know he he believes the way he does and and I've, I, I took him aside and I said, Jonathan, you know that dad does this all the time. But if somebody asks your opinion of something, one of the things that you can do first is first say, hey, do you really want to know my honest opinion about this? Because we may disagree. And if we disagree, I don't want that to, to hurt our, our relationship or our ability to work together or whatever else. And just the simple idea of honest communication doesn't have to lead to division and and breaking things apart in fact i think it can strengthen friendships even amongst people who disagree because there's an element that is involved in it called respect and we respect the people that we interact with and that i think is what dean phillips uh, encountered in uh, new hampshire last night and i think that that's crucial and i'll, I'll say one thing about donald trump i mean i'm not going to wade into this you know po the politics of this but when you're in his presence he tries to make you feel comfortable. I mm -hmm. think that that's very, very true. I was at the White House in 2020 interviewing him, and he invited the entire crew in to sit to sit on the couch in front of the Resolute desk. He doesn't. He does. He he comes across in person as a very charming and 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 empathetic individual. You know, I, I'm not talking about the podium messaging right, right, whether right. anyone's voting for him or not. You know, indictments. None of none of that stuff. Uh, he comes across in an extremely charismatic and caring manner in person. And I can vouch for that. Well, and I think that um, if we just had more of that, I think the thing that blew Dean Phillips mind was, wow, here we are completely separate on the issues. But we had like this a whole evening of interaction between Trump supporters and he as a candidate on the other side. And they walked away with uh, just a better understanding of themselves as human beings. We're speaking with Dr. Mark Siegel, who, of course, you see on the Fox News Channel. He is their uh, their top mind when it comes to their uh, medical stuff. And when we come back, Doc, I want to delve into a couple of things that you've been talking more about lately. I am befuddled by this story of a medical center who is uh, that is refusing uh, the right to um, treat patients uh, based on what they call a violation of their code of conduct. What, what is what is becoming of medicine in this day if this is what it uh, devolves into? We'll get Dr. Mark Siegel's take on that. And then a little bit later on, uh, AI. I, I've always been afraid. I think that the robots are going to kill us all. I say that on the show all the time. But are they actually going to help us all? We will. Maybe maybe this will be a night where Kevin's fears are allayed a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll find out more with Dr. Mark Siegel. Stay right here with us. With us news, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Police say one person was killed in a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves said at a news conference Wednesday that one person is dead and 15 people were injured. It's not clear how many were injured by gunshots. Graves said two people have been taken into custody and has heard that fans have been involved in apprehending a suspect but couldn't confirm that. Republican Speaker Mike Johnson says the U.S. House will not feel rushed to pass the $95 billion foreign aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and other allies. His private remarks Wednesday signal a further stall over sending military hardware and munitions that Kyiv badly needs to fight Russia. On Wall Street, the Dow by 151 points. The Nasdaq rose 203. More details at srnnews.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I hope you'll join me on a cruise to Alaska over 4th of July. It will be an adventure of a lifetime. Book your cabin today. Call 855-565-5519 or online. Just go to patriotsalaskacruise.com. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. 
like AM 970, The Answer, then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. How do you feel? Well, I feel great. And one of the reasons I feel better is because I take Balance of Nature's fruit and veggies in a capsule. They have an amazing story of how this product was developed by Dr. Douglas Howard. It's right there on their website. Balance of Nature receives over a thousand success stories every single month. They've had hundreds of thousands of customers who've purchased billions of capsules of fruits and veggies over the past 20 years. And you should check it all out on their website. Their products are gluten-free and non-GMO, and they contain no added sugars or synthetics. I think if you're looking for something to make you feel better naturally, you should definitely give Balance of Nature a try. In fact, order it today. Whether you order online or call them direct, you must use the promo code CHARLIE to get this special offer of 35% off. Call them at 800-246-8751 or use discount code CHARLIE. Order online at balanceofnature.com, discount code CHARLIE, to get 35% off. So please check it out right now. That is balanceofnature.com, 800-246-8751, promo code CHARLIE. Check it out. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. Welcome back. It's Wellness Wednesday, and Kevin McCullough and Dr. Mark Siegel um, enjoying a, a time of, uh, I don't know, I always feel like I'm, I'm sitting at your footstool learning from you, Doc, whenever you're here. So thank you for uh, letting me be your student, at least uh, every now and then. Um, you posted a story, and you talked about it on the news channel Um and it's I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around this. But recently, a medical center had threatened to refuse patients who violated a code of conduct. Um, what happened and what was your reaction to it when you heard about it? I was stunned, too, because I, I, I think it revealed something uh, that was more nuanced. There was a big debate. It has been a big debate for a long time, Kevin, about whether doctors have to adhere to a certain code of behavior. I've kind of balked at that idea because we tend to be a little unruly if we're in the trenches, if we're operating. I'm not, I'm not a surgeon, but imagine being in a 10-hour operation and also feeling that there's a code of conduct superimposed on you. I mean, uh, look, most doctors behave within an accepted norm. They're not cursing. They're not, you know, lashing out. But I have, I have always had compassion for those who do because it's such a stressful field. And I also think that as doctors, we learn to treat people the same because we start with body organs. We start with everyone being the same other than I always like to say we find out when we study female anatomy. It's actually superior, by the way. But, <laughs> but you know, clearly we didn't, we didn't demarcate skin color when we were in medical school and studying cadavers. And maybe we need lessons on that. Maybe we don't. That's debatable. But the idea of extending that woke philosophy to patients is scary beyond belief because patients are in pain. They're vulnerable. They're in a gown that ties at the back. I mean, they're not, they're not uh, under control. We are. And so I don't want to be in a position of evaluating them. I can't even imagine a hospital turning away someone because they didn't like their tone of voice or their body language or what they perceived to be a put down. No, 
by the way, a patient shouldn't be able to say, get me a different doctor. I don't like the, the color of that one's skin. No, they shouldn't be able to do that. But nor should they be dismissed for any kind of comment they make or cursing they do. I don't want patients under that kind of scrutiny. Now, the hospital then responded back to Fox and said, well, we're really talking about pretended violence here. That is not what they were talking about. But in that case, of course, I agree with that. You don't want anyone threatening your staff in a physical way ever. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, to what degree does a lack of a code of conduct uh, get a pass if the person that is behaving poorly, uh, you know, crosses the line and goes into a a personal uh, violent uh, uh, attack. Although I guess maybe a hospital is as good of any other place for someone like that to be, if you can control him and get him into a straitjacket and help him calm down. I mean, there's, there's at least some knowledge of of, that's what you have security people for. I've taken, I've taken care of people in handcuffs in the Bellevue ER. I've taken care of murderers next to their, I mean, attempted murderers next to their victims. We take care of both. We take care of all comers. I mean, I talked to Israel about this, at the beginning, post October 7th, right. they said, look, if you think we only take care of Jews here, it's not true. We take care of terrorists in this hospital also. The medical profession is trained to take care of all comers. And we must. We can't turn them away. Well, and in the in the view of first do no harm, I mean, that's that's as old as the Hippocratic Oath itself. There's no question about that. And I like the Oath of Maimonides, which... That says look for look in a, look for a pa- in a patient look for a fellow creature in pain implying we're all going to be patients and and that's where that is such a calling because we're all going to be in that that condition so it's a privilege to be able to take care of others who need us yeah no I I couldn't agree more um, so so the hospital responded back and they said no this was just about somebody who was violent so did they just deny that they had uh, implied anything other than that how did the story end. Well, I didn't, I'm not the one who sent them that question. That was that came from our people. I don't know what question they were asked or whether they were denying it, but they but they clearly have a policy that 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 has to do with a code of behavior. Now, other hospitals might list you as a disruptive patient in your chart if you threaten people or are you're perceived to be disruptive, but that's not the same thing as denying care. That's a that's a thing of that's a thing where you're you're alerting other people, uh, healthcare providers that there might be a, an issue here. Be you know be a little concerned. The person might last out at you. Not denying care. It's the it's the part about going to the point of denying care that bothers me. Yeah. No. I think that that uh, makes a lot of sense, and uh, I'm I'm hopeful and and very optimistic that we won't come to that situation. Uh, on a mass level in terms of our uh, medical practice here in the States. Um, when we come back, Dr. Siegel, you've also had a couple of very interesting conversations recently on your own uh, radio show, which people can hear over on the uh, Sirius XM uh, doctor radio show on a regular basis. Um, but I want to talk to you about your recent conversation regarding um, um, artificial intelligence and what it's doing, what its impact that it's having on um, medical practice now. AI was without question one of the biggest news stories in 23. Um, and I think medicine is going to be one of the areas of its biggest impact in 24. We'll talk about that with Dr. Mark Siegel when we continue. Stay here. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and my friend and colleague Mike Gallagher on the Patriots Alaska cruise this summer. An incredible opportunity to engage with other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over Fourth of July weekend. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska over pristine water, all while celebrating America's past and future. June 29th to July 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or go to patriotsalaskacruise.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. 
Welcome to Invite Health President's Day Sale. The sale is on now. Buy two bottles of any Invite Health product and receive 40% off retail. That's buy two bottles, get 40% off retail. Here's the number and write it down because you can speak with an Invite nutritionist seven days a week. 800-673-2345. That number for Invite, 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person by phone. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, 40% off President's Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Invite Health. Get healthy, stay healthy. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Charlie Kirk sees strategic maneuvers on the border bill. Uh, McConnell is now, he heard and saw the backlash, or at least his staff did. It was so overwhelming. And it wasn't just us, you know, on television, op-eds, you know, even center-right voices. So don't be surprised if Senate Republicans volley back a much more aggressive border bill that will just die and say that it was the Democrats' fault. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you uh, with us. Uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, one of my favorites from the Fox News Medical All-Star team, is back with us here in 2024. And recently, Dr. Siegel, you sat down with bioethicist Arthur Kaplan, who's a professor uh, professor of medical ethics at uh, New York Langone. You have a relationship with that establishment as well about the role of artificial intelligence in medical education and beyond. Um, I, I just, just for context, I used to do a regular tech segment on my show as well. And I would always tell my tech guys that I was scared to death of AI because I'm, I'm assuming that the robots will become sentient and uh, kill us all at one point someday. Um, they assured me that my fears were needed to be allayed. And uh, as we started to talk about technology and medicine, I did run across a story where IBM's Watson at one point uh, began a medical residency in the University of North Carolina hospital system. And after uh, a period of time diagnosing uh, patients, uh, that the Watson system, which they didn't use as a primary diagnosis system, but they used it as kind of a, a confirmation or a secondary opinion, uh, was actually getting by a small percentage the diagnoses more accurate than the medical doctors and d- did quite well. Um, so I'm very curious about this topic and your conversation with Dr. Kaplan. Well, you know, uh, my t- my conversation with Art was referring back to a conversation I'd had on the previous show with Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who uh, is, does many things, actually. He's a former FDA commissioner, and he was he had written in the Journal of the American Medical Association about the steps that are involved with approving AI products for healthcare, and that was relevant to my discussion with Kaplan, too. 
because what Gottlieb was saying was you can't waltz in with a large language model like ChatGPT and take over the whole system. The FDA is resistant to that, but the FDA is much quicker to approve the co-pilot where, where AI is a co-pilot, like with radiological programs or cardiology programs. You know, I've been studying lately, uh, remote access to rhythm uh like you know better than the apple watch where something actually monitors your heart rate if we think you could have an arrhythmia and ai is monitoring that so i am very comfortable with ai as a co-pilot the question is what do you do with chat gpt especially if it says if somebody says it can be used in psychiatry and that was the point that Kaplan was making like it doesn't have real empathy uh, it may sound like it does but a computer does not care about you right. so there's it's never going to be an exclusionary doctors always are going to have a role here uh, again ai is for expediency it's for efficiency it's for improved diagnostic capability it's for outreach to underserved areas it's never to replace the doctor what what are the best areas of strength that you think AI will be most adapted in um, most aggressively in the, in the days to come? I'm thinking in in some of the diagnosis and and you mentioned radiology, being able to see things and understand things on, on a more like mathematical and kind of science basis, not one where. Uh, discernment is required or nuance is required, but something that can be that can find maybe something that's smaller than what the human eye could or, or whatever else. Are there areas where it naturally lends itself to being, uh, you know, um, much more helpful than what we've had? Well, yes. And, uh, and you've mentioned some of them. Radiology, like the program Civil from Mass General Hospital that can diagnose lung cancer before it's even, even a nodule. And of course, the radiologist should be happy about that. They're not that defensive about that. Cardiology is another one. Um, and one that we didn't talk about yet, and I've been hearing a lot about, uh, uh, a dermatology also, where you could uh, re recognize lesions of the skin. If a dermatologist isn't defensive, they'll use that information to help them decide. But one that I haven't talked enough about uh, in the media yet, but have talked about uh, before, is the issue of intraoperative monitoring. That's the future of that, like ongoing monitoring, maybe to help out an anesthesiologist. Mm. Um, I was talking about that with our chair of neurosurgery at NYU, really a, a big place for it. And again, I don't like the idea of AI recording conversations between doctor and patient. Uh, you could argue that, that that makes record keeping easier, but it makes me nervous. I don't have a problem with my patients going on the internet and going to chat GPT and looking up symptoms, just as I don't have a problem when they Google things. But the real issue is, are they going to believe me over chat GPT? That's <laughs> kind of the other, the other point that, uh, that Art was nervous about, you know, and, and, and we have to figure that part out. Well, I think the reason he's nervous about it is because he, he's probably seen patients like me who, um, Doc, you can probably uh, see this. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, I get a little something that I'm not sure what it is, and I, I go look up you know, something on the internet. And the next thing I know, I'm freaking out because I, I'm afraid I've got, you know, some rare disease that's only been spotted in 2% of the population because of some vague description that I find on a, on a, a, you know, a medical website somewhere. When I really, what I really need to do is just understand um, what my symptoms are and communicate them to someone like you who I trust and, and can give me that diagnosis uh, more accurately. But the, the, um, the abundance of information particularly about you know all the and it's almost as though there's no there's no ability to really sort through it like if you see a list of symptoms and you think you have all of them you assume that that that's what you have uh it's dangerous to have that information kind of unfiltered with no understanding or nuance added to it right there's no doubt about that and that that is what the human element is we're not going to get that kind of sophistication out of a computer uh, although we may get diagnostic accuracy and we may get, uh, you know, insurance approvals and, and we may get uh, screening abilities, which is what I'm getting at, useful for screening. The nuance and the clinical judgment, that's human. Yeah. Well, and I, I hope that, um, you know, my anxiety can be set aside. <laughs> 
<laughs> by just well you're gonna have a computer saying to you kevin you're gonna have a computer saying to you uh mr uh mccullough you are suffering from acute anxiety <laughs> And we think that it's, uh, you know, a foreshadowing of these four other, uh, you know, uh, symptoms and diseases that you might have. Um, Dr. Mark Siegel, we always appreciate uh, your time and everything that you're doing. Is there anything you're writing, working on right now that you can just give my people a little uh, preview on? Or are you just 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 doing the news channel and, and daily practice day to day? I'm working on a few different things. I did a piece on health and uh, that's coming out uh, because we covered that on Fox the other day. And that's very important. How do we get to a longer health span where you're healthy? Well, aren't we living than longer than we've lived in the past? Well, we are, but we're not necessarily living healthier. And I, ah. and I took a look at that. I took a look at that. I'm also looking at the Florida Surgeon General and his statements on vaccines, which I think were off the wall. I looked, I'm, I'm looking at that. And, of course, I'm involved with the gain-of-function uh, controversy that's going on. That's, well, we, we need to dedicate center. an entire show to that at some point, because I know you just sat down with Dr. Fauci as well. Um, Dr. Mark Siegel, always appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Great to be with you, Kevin. Thank you. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. Are you looking for a way to preserve our founding history and American spirit for generations to come? Look no further than the blueprints of Liberty Brick. Each brick you purchase helps build Liberty Village, a family destination where youth and families will encounter history like never before. You'll feel a sense of pride and belonging when you see your name engraved on a brick in Liberty Village. The Blueprints of Liberty Brick is a way to leave your mark on the future while preserving our nation's rich heritage. Liberty Village will impact hundreds of thousands of visitors, capturing the lives, moments, and stories of the greatest men and women in our nation's founding history. Join us in creating a legacy for generations to come. Visit unitedwepledge.org today to order your Blueprints of Liberty Brick and learn more about this monumental project. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. I feel so stuck. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Dial 988, then press 1 to call. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you for the final few minutes. Um, I, I just need to 
end on a story that I think I started with a story that I think is a good example of uh, a healthy society, you know, where Dean Phillips uh, interacted with Donald Trump supporters this week and came away with this like incredibly warm sensation of hospitality and kindness and all that. That's good. We want we want to applaud as much of that going any direction. If it had been a Trump supporter going over to the Dean Phillips rally and they found the same thing, that's that's great. That's the kind of healthy interaction we want to suggest uh, in in our society. Here's here's an example of something that, that we don't want to do. <laughs> um, a bridesmaid revealed during a live radio show on Monday that she will be skipping her best friend's wedding in order to attend a Taylor Swift concert in Melbourne, Australia. The Australian radio show called The Fox 101.9 with Fifi, Fev, and Nick. It's just Australian funny names, I guess. Um, the, the woman, Olivia, revealed she would be missing the bride Jessica's wedding because Taylor Swift's concert in Melbourne, she called the show to break the news to the bride. So not only did she, had she told her friend, her best friend, I'm going to be in your wedding. Uh, and the, your wedding is the most like important day of your life. And as your best friend, I want to be part of it. She would probably have been offended if she had not been invited to be part of it. Let's just put it that way. So now she's saying uh, not only is she not going to be there, she doesn't even have the guts to tell her to her face or to call her personally. She calls a radio show to announce that she's not going. She told the host that the bride had been complaining about Swift ruining her wedding for weeks. And then she called the show. She said, I haven't told you that I got tickets for the Saturday and this was done before Christmas. The bridesmaid also Bridesmaid also hoped to figure out a way to attend the wedding during the day and leave early for the concert. Uh, is this a prank? <laughs> the bride asks, are you joking? And she said that uh, then she felt really bad and explained how much she loved Swift. Okay, I've, I've kind of seen this firsthand. I, I know that the Swifties, they're very radical about being Swifties. They love the Swifties. She said, you've known this since before December, and it's three weeks until my wedding, and you're just now telling me, said the bride. How are you going to come to my wedding and then go to Taylor Swift and come back? The bride pressed further and asked how that would even be possible. The bridesmaid teared up and said she sounded like such a bad friend. She said, I've been anxious about it. I know how much this wedding means to you, and I've been there through every step of the way. And when we're trying on the bridesmaid's dresses, I was going to tell you, <laughs> she, she went through the bridesmaid. Oh, man, you talk about um, a crummy way to go about it. So if Dean Phillips going to see the Trump supporters in their rally was a healthy thing to do, and I contend that it was, this is about as unhealthy a way as possible that you could handle uh, your bridesmaid situation with your supposed best friend who you'd already said you were going to be in the wedding for, and then you're dropping the bomb when you've known for weeks and she's just supposed to be okay with it. I don't think that's very healthy. Do, do, do the hard thing. Say the hard truth. Be kind. Try to be understanding. But don't just wimp out. Okay, that's my take on it. Kevin McCullough, glad to have had you with us. We'll see you next time. Oh.